Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel, and today we will be talking about smart women who pick bad boys. Mm. Women who love bad boys. Good girls and bad boys. Well, good girls gone bad. However you want to slice it, um, you know, it's something that's been going on for a long time, but um, if uh, you let Chapel tell it. I say this is one cycle that just has to end. So, before I get into the episode, though, I have a few announcements. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have announcements now here on Chapel's Corner. I don't know, it's just some things that, like, first of all, I was not here yesterday, so I apologize for that. Um, things got a little crazy. I got over with the projects. I did manage to get into the office to start the episode, but I didn't get to record it or upload it but i'm here now never fear fire's here okay so first i wanted to talk about girl y'all guess what would y'all believe so i'm minding my business today right like i'm on about and i'm running my little errands or whatnot you know getting things done and i'm like i gotta get back to the office so i could do an episode for shopper's corner because i definitely missed the day all of that and um, I got all these notifications going off because I got a few pages for a few projects. And I uh, noticed that it said Kim Cole started following you. So, like, I'm looking and I'm, I don't think much of it because, you know, when you get these notifications, especially from the gram, it never really shows you the person's picture. It's just like the IG logo and then, like, whatever the message and notification wants to say. So... Immediately, I'm like, Kim Coles. So, I'm like, I can only think of one Kim Coles. And I'm like, ah, it's not Kim Coles. So, I'm like, it has to just be like, and that's a common name. Like, Kim is a common name, Kimberly, and so is the last name Coles. So, I'm like, it's like, probably just whatever. So, eventually, I log into um, Fire Chapel on IG, which is the page for this podcast. And I go to the page, the setting, or the, you know, the area for the notifications. And it says, again, Kim Coles. But now has a picture of the Kim Coles. Like, Kim Coles, the comedian, actress, um, speaker, author, coach, teacher. You know, Sinclair James from Living Single. So I'm like, no. Like, this could just be somebody that's just created a fan page or something. So let me click. And sure enough, like, I click it. And it's her. Like, it's, you know, with the blue um, little symbol with the white check <coughs> that most um celebrities or author, i don't know verified pages or whatever have so kim coles is a friend to the podcast now i'm not saying she listened y'all i don't know she might have hit she might have hit follow by mistake you know what i'm saying but as far as i'm concerned it's been a few hours now and she ain't take her mistake back so <laughs> i'm just like yes you know so that's cool because like i love the single and i grew up watching um queen latifah her you know and the cast growing up i mean if, if when i was younger i would say i was more of a um, maxine shaw attorney of law type of person because i wanted to go into law school and everything but then as i got older i'm more of like a regime and a, and a maxine type so to speak but i always loved sinclair because she always represented my um like my silly and my um poofy side but to grow up and just hear something i'm like okay i don't know that was an accident by the pr staff or whatever but i'm like okay hey so I, of course i'm following back but um, I just had to let the family know that. And then, um, oh, yeah. So um, my homegirl, Sin City, C-I-N-C-I-T-Y-Y on the gram. Also, themilkbar.com, two E's, two R's, uh, is her um, website for her blog page. They just did the Girls Gone Wine um, edition episode thingy on YouTube. 
So it's Sin, Vanity, and Cats, and they meet every Thursday with a bottle of wine, and they sit down and they discuss issues, relationships, or whatever. And and us as viewers or listeners are more than welcome to you know chime in for like our advice. And also every week they drink a different bottle of wine, so we're also uh, more than welcome to chime in on or recommend bottles of wine. But they also like do different wines a week and different snacks or whatever. So they're on their second episode. I caught it. I caught up with both the episodes this week um, on the 16th, which was Thursday. So, you know, you should go check them out on YouTube. It's called Girls Gone Wine. And if you want to check out Sin, remember it's uh, themilkbar.com, two E's, two R's. And also, um, if you want to follow her on her IG, it's Sin City with two Y's on Instagram. So check that out. And what else do we have in the announcements? Oh, Janet Jackson. Oh, la. Queen Mother has slayed. Have y'all seen the um, May for Now video? Oh my gosh. I am like, I must have passed out twice. I could, oh my gosh. Y'all had to resuscitate me. I was on the floor. I was caught. I was this close to dialing 911. Could y'all imagine? I'd have been on the floor with 911. I'd have been on the floor laid down. That'd have been like 911. What's your emergency? I'd have been like, hello. It's, it's me. It's my chapel. That I said, like, okay, Chapel, what's happened? What's the problem? What's the address of the emergency? What's the problem? I want a floor. I can't breathe. They say, all right, well, what happened? What's, what, where are you? I tell them where I'm at. And they say, okay, but what happened? What's going on? And I say, well, I just, I just seen the world premiere at Jan Jackson's new video featuring Daddy, Na- Daddy Yankee Fee, uh, made for now. I can't breathe. And I can't breathe. And they'd be like, really, though? <laughs> I'd be like, yes. Yes, bitch. I'm on the floor and I can't breathe. I need y'all to send somebody to check my vitals. I, I beat y'all on the curb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mother slayed the hell out the hell out that video. First of all, she represents Africa, of course. I mean, I figure it's like the Wakanda after party. It's just lit as fuck. Then you got um, Afro-Latino, which is very important because, you know, in the, in the Hispanic community, you have white Latinos constantly discriminating against um, um, dark or um, what they call Afro-Latinos. Then you have Afro-American culture, which is American uh, USA culture. and then But you also have the Afro-Caribbean vibe towards it. And, of course, you have Daddy Yankee. So cute. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Doing his thing. He's so fun. He just looks so happy and so proud and so honored to be, you know, standing next to the queen or whatever. But if you look at, you know, if you're a melanated person, if you're a person of color, I don't care if you're Asian, I don't care if you're a brown person, so you're Indian or you're not, you're um, Afghanistan descent or you're just Afro-Latino, you're black, or even if you're just <clears throat> Hispanic, period, or white or whatever. If you love Janet Jackson, it's just a really good message overall, you know, and I thought it was just a really positive message. Plus, it says made for now. You know, you're not made for tomorrow. Live for your next. Live for now. Live responsibly for now. But yeah, so that's it that I have for the announcements. And then, of course, like I said, I wanted to do the. Um, I'm dropping things. I wanted to do the the um, episode today and um, concerning good girls who sleep with bad men or not sleep with them but I mean who just like aren't interested in bad men and why you know what I mean like what is that all about what is the stigma in society today concerning um good women and bad men I got a lot going on in the office dang and it's hot today my neighbor's throwing the party I gotta have to move everything all into the back room it's over I ain't been here in a day 
I still think that spider from that last episode is crawling on me. It's like haunting me or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just my head. It's just hot. Anyhow, um, let me take a quick break. But um, I'm going to see y'all in a little bit here on Chopper's Corner. It's your host, Chapo. I'm back. Never fear if I is here. See y'all in a little bit. Um, when I come back, we will be talking, discussing why is it that we all being so, or at least for, I mean, not I anymore. I've actually graduated, thank God, from that phase. I'm not better than anybody, but um, let's talk about it. Good girls and bad boys. Chopper's Corner. Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Five Chapo. And we had discussed the smart women who pick bad boys. <laughs> yes, it's a question that has been asked over and over again. Why do so many really smart, accomplished, and attractive women go for bad boys or alpha males? In other words, Why does someone who has the potential and is an incredible catch sabotage herself with such poor choices? I mean, are us women predisposed to find men with dark personalities attractive? Is it something that's just genetically, I don't know, wired in us? You know, bad boys have a certain reputation, let's face it. Like, you know, what what usually comes with that package? You know, okay, bad boy, you got your hot, good-looking, scruffy, but also cocky, arrogant, and inconsiderable motherfucker, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and attentive. Um, almost unfeeling. And for some strange reason, us women or women flock to them. You know, even I can admit I have in my day. You know, I have. I can admit that. At even a time that might have even kind of been maybe even my type, especially when I was younger. But what are the real motivators for women to have a one-time or occurring want slash desire for a bad boy in their life? Like... Are we just trying to attain the unattainable, so to speak, you know, climb Mount Rushmore and be the first, so to speak, to have um, conquered it? Is it the challenge of making him fall in love, you know, to capture him? Hashtag Mission Impossible. Is it is that what thrives women? And and of course, lastly, we know where does this leave the good guy? The real good guys, the nice guys, the one that women should be paying attention to and would benefit the most from, you know. Um, there's a lot of versions from bad boys. I mean, you could, you people will tell you like anything from a stalker to a cheater to a criminal to someone who's just, usually that's usually what it is. Somebody's usually rough around the edges and who is um, completely unorthodox and goes across the, the general norms of society. Usually they're rebellious. But it could also be somebody who has a lot of nice guy traits. Because you got, like, people who still are clean on the outside, but for the most part, they still have bad boy tendencies. You know, it doesn't matter where they work at, you know, or how old they are, or how clean they look on the outside. They still have um, ways about them. So, um, psychiatrists 
you know, clinical psychiatrist Carol Lieberman and the author of Bad Boys, How We Love Them, How We Live With Them, When To Leave Them, says the main reason women are attracted to bad boys is because of the relationships they had with their fathers when they were little girls that may have made them feel unlovable, you know, or as she would put it, like not good enough to attract a prince which end or leads them to inevitably end up kissing a lot of frogs. Um, that now, that's what she said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But as we know, other issues play a part. You know, but the main fundamental, underlining, most important issue is the relationship you do with both females and their fathers, and depending on what they, if their fathers were around or what their relationship was with their dads. Now. I was thinking about like some famous good girl bad boy couples that I could kind of like, you know. That's so that's, that's we're gonna call the segment hashtag ride or die that we could just put together. And, and you know, a lot of these fell apart, but let's be honest, while they were together, you know, it was hot, it was steamy, it was fun, it was exciting. You wanted to know what was going on, and even while they were crashing and burning for crying out loud, that even that was like you know, some kind of um you know headline news or whatever and made for some good drama but let's talk about that for a second so the first thing the top of my list you know this is a, this is just like a really short list i put 10 people on here and there's really more that can go on the list but that i just just thought of I'm, so whitney and bobby oh boy whitney and bobby now that can be debated and i put that in parentheses in my notes because here we already have. You already know Bobby coming out with his version of his story. Y'all already know that. So I'm just like, ah, man, and Whitney, Whitney's probably just spinning in, in her grave because I know that. I love how they you do stuff like when they wait till Whitney passed away, God bless the dead, before they're gonna do her, her little um, life story, and they just did it however they want to. But let Bobby Brown and his camp tell it. The way that they did the Whitney story, I think on Lifetime, made him look like the bad guy. So Bobby went and did all these interviews and collected all these checks like the monster that he is on his deceased uh, ex-wife's name. Simply trying to clear his name like it was that serious. You know what I'm saying? Bobby, you a hot, Bobby, you a hot fucking mess. Whether the fuck you was the reason Whitney went down or not, nigga, you a hot fucking mess. Chopper said it right there. Boom. I put my stamp on it. Now, excuse me. I'm sorry. I shouldn't use that word, but he's, that's what the fuck he is now. Now they got the nerve while, while he's alive. He gonna make sure that his story gets told while he's alive, the dirt dog. He can't really put out his story, but he's gonna try to make it look as if he was the innocent and how Whitney was, um, cause the way he keeps telling the story is he didn't introduce her to the coke and crack and all of that stuff, is that she went and uh, was on it before, which is probably true because you know, let's be honest, Whitney's from Newark. If you know anything about Newark to this day, Newark, you know what I'm saying, is known for what it's known for, but which is, Brownie, mommy's recording. Brownie, excuse you, mommy's recording. But Brownie, bad girl, she don't listen to nothing I say. Anyhow, you know Newark is famous for drugs and things of that nature, so it's possible. Whitney's from the hood. Whitney was hood. You know what I'm saying? Like she had a classy vibe to her, but she, you know what I'm saying? Like she was, she was all the way you know, down to earth too. So that's possible. But my point is. They was toxic for each other. And the way the world looked at it, no matter what Bobby say, while he's still alive and have the words to edit, didn't have a way to edit what is seen and what is, you know, how where the world has seen him, is that he was a bad boy and she was a good girl. And I was thinking about Sierra Future. You know, we already know how that went out. Now she, but what's your, what the boy name she was? Russell? 
And he's a good boy now, you know what I mean? But we see what happened with that. And she tried to play the whole sister wife thing, like, sis, you was really going to sit up here? <laughs> I mean, really? Some of y'all was really trying to jack that and do it. And really do the sister wives thing where, like, all the baby mamas get together and they all be lining up and wearing their baddest clothes and everything. And Ciara the one hosting all these barbecues and these these mimosa meetings. <laughs> Shit, bitch, you ain't never going to catch me. And it didn't work. And then I put Vivica, Vivica Fox and 50 Cent. Oh, child, I need a drink of water as I'm sitting there thinking about these people. And I put Lauren London and Lil Wayne. Why we got to go to Urban Dictionary? We got plenty of fuck-ups here. Let me see. Faith Evans and CVJ. Well, that didn't crash and burn yet. But, you know, they riding this out. They happy. You know, whatever. I've been in hot messes my damn self. You couldn't tell me nothing. See, stay on. Beyonce and Jay-Z. Now, they work. They work. I'm not saying their relationship doesn't work as far as business partners getting the bag and all of that and love and, and, and you know, building this empire. What I'm simply saying is uh, as f- when he initially approached her, the family wasn't jacking that. Daddy knows and mama knows wasn't jacking that because he was a known uh, coming from the rock and everything before he put on his suit and did all this uh, switcheroo and started to show everybody that he could sit at the table and be at Forbes top, you know, whatever and top riches every year and all this was uh, that he had a bad reputation of being like this this pimp, hustler, drug dealer, former street thug kind of thing. Rihanna and Chris Brown. Well, you know how that went. Uh, hell, you might as well say Karuchi and Chris Brown after that. Tiny and T.I. I put down. Pamela Anderson, just about every motherfucking guy she done went with and had kids with. Okay? And lastly, I put Robin Givens and Mag Tyson. And there's a lot more. I mean, like, we could sit here all day. Those are the ones that I could just think of with the top of my head. But again, why do great women pick people who treat them poorly? Smart, beautiful, incredible individuals who give 110% to a man who in return are only half invested in. You know, who receive basically what people would call like a part-time lover, if you will. Someone who just approaches a relationship with a, a me kind of attitude as opposed to a, me, a we mentality. And why your friends or loved ones, if you're in one of these relationships, why your friends or loved ones see that your relationship is unhealthy. And you, in your, in your rational mind as well, are able to see that this is not a healthy relationship. You're still going to sit there and just justify it. You know, you, you, you're not going to find a way out. For some reason, you can't find a way out. It's like the more you struggle to get out or the harder you try to leave, the more you're hooked and the more you're sucked in, you know, and of course you end up staying and just make justifications, like I said, and excuses over and over again about why it is that you want to be with this person, even though, you know, good and daggone well that they're just bad for you. They might just even be making you look stupid in the public at this point. Who knows? I know I've been there. But at the end of the day, you just you just go stick right by your bad decision. And so I found some articles. Well, I said it's just two articles. This, this episode is not gonna be too long today. Plus, I gotta catch up. I gotta do another one later on or uh, later on this evening. First article is: I intentionally date men who are bad for me, and it helps me to keep sane. By Celia Francorn or Francon on Bold.com. And the second article is entitled, Why Do Girls Like Bad Boys? Secrets from the Science of Attraction by Brian Hogan. And um, we'll see what they have to say because um, 
I mean, I mean, let's be honest. For me, like, if I just name them one number one reason, I already know it's going to be on the list. It's like, forget attraction. Like, attraction is one thing, but I feel like sex. I feel like it's like, for women, it's like the D, you know. Um, and then also, there's also this, like, aspect of what I think, in my opinion, is like this thing where, like, forbidden fruit is tasty, right? So it's kind of like, ugh, I can't have or whatever. Or um, if I have in a secret and nobody knows, there's something kind of, like, appealing about something that's kind of like, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just, I, think, I think that's, for me, the number one reason. Because I couldn't understand what it else, how, how else it could be. Obviously, attraction. But I feel like the attraction over time leads to, um, obviously, sex or something. So let's go on to the first article. Let's do, um, yeah, let's do why do girls like bad boys? Secrets from the Science of Attraction by Brienne. I'm saying Brian. It's Brienne Hogan on thedatemix.com. So, um... She says the number one reason is that because bad boys are more attractive. She said it's not your imagination. Bad boys really are ridiculously good looking. Research has found that people with so-called dark personality traits such as narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism, otherwise known as dark triad of personality traits, are more physically attractive than others. The study by Nicholas Holtzman and Michael Strube of Washington University in St. Louis found that narcissists, unsurprisingly, are better at making themselves look physically appealing, which explains why it's definitely not a coincidence that bad boys have both an amazing wardrobe and amazing hair. They work hard at it. Additionally, those within the dark triad were found to be more likable and had more confident body language and more attractive facial expressions than their counterparts. In short, a bad boy made a darn good first impression. This works well in his favor because according to research, when we find someone super hot, we tend to assume they're also smart, kind, and confident, even if it isn't true. No wonder bad boys are so irresistible. Two. They are more fun. From motorcycles to daredevil trips, bad boys know how to have a good time. A 2016 study conducted at the hospital clinic of Barcelona showed that a number of women were attracted to bad boy types because they were considered captivating. While they are selfish, rule-breaking, imprudent, and rebellious, they are also brave, Terminarious, independent, and self-reliant, and they live frantic, galvanizing lives," said the researcher Fernando Gutierrez. He added that this behavior could function as a signal that the subject has such a good genetic quality and condition as to live dangerously without suffering harm. Yeah, they ain't got no feelings, pretty much. The study went on to say those traits included a dark triad such as a neurotistic and impulsiveness. Therefore, nice guys were their reliability. Okay, then it said it's hormonal. Reason three. If you find yourself ogling the bad boy at the bar, you can blame your ovaries for that. Yeah, that's true. I saw, and this is honestly, ladies, I saw a lot of articles that brought up this ovulation or this um, primitive 
aspect to it, which has to do with something with like reproductive organs. So it says, if you find yourself ogling the bar, the boy at the bad boy at the bar, you can blame your ovaries for that. According to research published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology back in 2012, in the week of ovulation, it says delude them, women delude themselves into thinking that sexy bad boys will become devoted partners and better dads. Said study researcher Christina Durante of the University of Texas at San Antonio. When looking at the sexy cat through ovulation Googles, Mr. Wrong looked like exactly exactly like Mr. Right. That means during a certain time of the month. Wow. Whoa. That means during a certain time of the month, women can't help but be attracted to the bad boy. Just another thing to blame your baby box for. Oh my gosh. That sounds so scary. (laughs) The more you know. (laughs) As much as bad boys are downright hypnotizing, it's important to know that their charming ways quickly wear out. Before we go on, I just kind of backtrack. Let me backtrack and just go to like, um, I just want to put my two cents in. So they said that they're more attractive. Um, yeah, bad boys come off as more attractive for a lot of reasons. I mean, there's something about the rebellious side of them. I mean, me, I'm going to speak for myself. It's always been something to me about like the rebellious side. But at the same time, I've always learned, I learned something for every single one of the bad boys that either known, dated, or ended up being my boyfriend. But at the same time, none of them, I can honestly say, were really good for me. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing that I could ever produce with them as far as fruit and, and building something sustaining and long-lasting. It's something that, I don't want to say it's like for right now, like you're just like pimping or something. But if you're young or whatever, it's something that you should entertain. But as you get older, it's less of that kind of, um, the less of that kind of, um, kind of activity and crap you should entertain for men because it doesn't go anywhere you know now if you are still just wanting to date and you don't give two craps so to speak about um creating a lasting relationship with any man you know what I mean you don't care about anything serious right now and you're really serious about that you really feel that way you know what I'm saying whether you you convincing yourself you convincing us or whatever then yeah go by go by way you know right ahead and just do what you're going to do but for other people who are looking for something a little bit more serious that approach is um not going to work as far as something long-lasting and sustaining. Then it's not for that. It's like, so it's like the way you're dating the drug dealers. And I'll talk to the ladies who I've been there as well. You know, like, and I'm going to talk hard about this one. You know what I mean? Like, I think everybody should understand. So, first things first, with, when you're dealing with, with those type of people on the street, you always have this situation that people don't seem to understand. Yeah, it's attractive. And, of course, like, it's flashy with the cars and the clothes and all that stuff. But... Half of these men aren't really smart. Most of them aren't smart as far as like investing their money or doing anything with it. And there comes a time, there comes a time when all of that is going to run out, you know. I was with, or I I mentioned an older woman named Neek who was in, I think, the Cheaters episode who taught me a lot um, about like cheating, what to do, what not to do. But her daughter, the one that she was estranged from and she was trying to rebuild the relationship from, she she grew to um, like me as a person, an individual, and she used to share with me. And she knew that my boyfriend at the time was a drug dealer. And she said to me, she was like, you know, this is what I used to do. She's like, I used to be a drug dealer. She's like, I'm telling you right now, that money that they're making, they make a lot of money. She's like, but they don't do nothing with it. They don't invest it. She's like, so they make so much money sometimes. She's like, it's all wadded up in their in their pocket. She's like, whenever he gives me money to do anything, 
or ask for extra money or whatever. She's like, I just save it. You know, she's like, a lot of it I use and a lot of it I just save. She's like, if I was you, I would just like, you know, like, you know, whatever he gives you, whatever, you use some of it and save some of it. Like, get your hair done, get your nails done, but save a lot of it. I don't know, I'm taking up her advice. Because what ends up happening every single time, or every single one I've been to it, they always get raided by the police. Something always happened, it was always one time. I say when they don't come home, they can't, like, start from scratch or whatever, but they never get their lives right. They never want to do right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that fast money is addictive. It's something that they're always going to want to do. They're not going to want to go from sugar to shit. You can't tell them that that's shit and they can go to sugar, you know, in that situation. They're going to, um, you know, there's a beast inside that's always going to cry out for that fast money and they're going to they're gonna always um, feed it. There's nothing you can do about it. And uh, it's a kind of situation, you know, y'all get married, you can do whatever you want. But when you start looking at things, you got to look be smart. Like when you're looking at things like life insurance or benefits or health insurance and things like that, they, they can't get that. Not from hustling or for nothing. Especially if they're not thinking smart to flip it. And I mean flip it into like a business or investing it or something. Because, yeah, as a drug dealer or somebody or a criminal who's went to jail, of course you can't really maybe get a lot of jobs. But don't you know to start your own business? You don't need to do a background check, or you simply need, is, is, you know what I'm saying, is, is, is to just get some paperwork in order and to pay a few license fees or something like that somewhere. That's all you need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hustle and ambition and a drive. And you could be your own damn employer. But there's a lot of men who don't think that way, you know? And so if a lot of women, I feel like these days of time, is, if it's a bad boy you're entertaining, I feel like it's like that. Otherwise, if you're just dating a bad boy who's what, a good guy, a guy with a job who's just a jerk. I mean, yeah, technically, I guess he's an asshole, but doesn't necessarily make him, like, a bad boy. We're talking about somebody that's just, like, not going to benefit you in your future at all, you know? How many women, when you're watching Snap and half of these uh, reality shows or these crime shows, women have got up into a lot of stuff with these guys end up doing time with them, trying to either kill, help them kill their significant other, their baby mothers, whatever the situation is. But um, I might be reaching with that one. Let's get back to the article. It just doesn't end good with them. It could be hot, steamy, sex could have been great, it could have been fun, there could have been a lot of money in the mix of it, but when you think about it for the long run, nothing's good of it. Yes, this does them more attractive. Oh, it says, additionally, those within the dark triad were found to be more likable and had more confident body language and more attractive facial expression than their counterparts. Yeah, so we'll go on to the next one, though. It's hormonal, like I said. <sighs> when looking at the sexy cat through ovulation Googles, Mr. Wrong looks exactly like Mr. Right, like I said before, which means that during a certain time of the month, women can't help but be attracted to a bad boy. As much as, uh, as, much as bad boys are downright hypnotizing, it's important to know that their charming ways quickly wear out. Although bad boys find it relatively easy to begin new relationships, Research says that over time, they find it difficult to maintain their mesmerizing first impression because they're a fraud. That's why. Because they're smoking mirrors. That's why. What's done in the dark going to come to the light. In fact, they're noted to be selfish. Yep. Cold. Yep. And arrogant. Pretty much the opposite of what you thought they were. Just be careful because it could take several weeks before your bad boy exposes his true self. That's because people with dark personality traits are skilled at keeping their unpleasant side um, hidden. I mean, almost like people with mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're really, really, really good at hiding. Since bottom line, bad boys are great for a fling, and it's only natural to be attracted to them. It's science. 
but if you're looking at a long-term relationship go for the nice guy and that's the end of the article and so this is seriously supposed to be the three scientific laws of attraction or supposed not laws of attraction the ones that you but science of science of attraction i should say which is this is it they're more attractive they're more fun and it's hormonal you know that's what is proven by studies um but at the same time like i said if you're looking for something or you know like if that's your type and you're single now, you know what I mean? And you're still chasing that type and you're wondering why you're single. That's pretty much why. It was saying that that's why. These aren't the types that wasn't meant to be long, you know? And they, I'm not saying that in time they don't sit there and say, oh, that was somebody, but that's probably much later on. It's not why they're sitting there and, and, and there's those ways that um, you met them in. They're not going to ever change it to be into that person. So, um... It's kind of like you're wasting the best part of yourself in your best years of yourself. Yeah, the D could be great. I've been there myself. But at the end of the day, you just have, like, a bunch of short-lived... I don't care if it was, like, two years of a good, heavy moment. It doesn't turn into anything, you know? And then you find another bad boy, another bad boy, another bad boy. And to be honest with you, when you think about the people who's, like, you know, getting married and, and, and who are uh, your, your friends and maybe other people like that who might be doing things a little bit different and having a little bit more stability and commitment in their lives from their partners, you'll notice that if you can do a compare and contraction, the guy that they're dating may become, maybe, maybe, I don't know who you, I'm just, in, you know, but this what used to happen to me, was a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? This guy wasn't the type of guy who was um, the bad guy or the bad boy, so to speak. And I don't know what it was. There's just always something about them that was just always so. And I always, I always still to this day, I still remember little things that they might have taught me, but that's all I got from it. I didn't get anything else. Certainly not no ring, it's only no commitment. So um, we're going to take a break because it's super hot here in NYC and I got to get me another bottle of water. I don't want to just walk away and leave the mic unattended for like two minutes. And um, I will be back to conclude with the second article. Again, we are talking about good women who date um, bad boys. See you in a bit. Chapel's Corner. Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapo. And we're back with another, and the last article, I should say, for the day entitled, I intentionally date men who are bad for me and it helps me stay sane. Hmm. This article is by Cecilia Friendcon on bold.com. So I don't know. I thought the article or the title period was kind of interesting, which is why I clicked on it. Uh, she says that she intentionally dates men who are bad for her and it helps her to stay sane. Now, um, when I was younger, I was dating guys who were, I guess, bad or toxic or bad boys. And at the time, being younger, I didn't realize that um, I had a pattern. It wasn't until I got older that I realized maybe, like, maybe talking to someone or expressing another, you know, pain from a hookup or relationship or something that didn't work that they noticed or pointed out to me that it was the type of guys that I was dating. Then I started to realize that there was some kind of common denominator and a lot of these guys um, being bad for me or just bad guys or like me being just like too good. So then trying to stray away from that and date good guys, I started to realize what the previous article I said in the previous segment, which was that I wasn't necessarily attracted to it. I found bad boys more um, attractive, so I still kind of gravitated to that. But lo and behold, also, like the previous article said, I ended up kissing a lot of frogs along the way. 
And as everybody can see, I haven't found my prince yet. So, um, lately, I've been gravitating towards um, the good guys as best as I can. Not just lately, but, like, maybe in the past year or some change. I mean, period. Especially when I take breaks. You know, I'm just really adamant in um, not making the same mistake that I made before. Because I'm 33 years old. I don't have another two years to waste with another bad boy, bad guy, playing games. And, um, you know, only to miss out on something good because um i can't seem to break the bad habit of something that's not good for me so with that being said as i'm dropping things let's get into the last article um by cecilia Francon. i intentionally date men who are bad for me and it helps me stay sane she says some spent women spend their whole lives running away from toxic guys guys who bring out the worst in them but not me I actively gravitate towards terrible dudes, and it's actually the best thing for my sanity. It may sound strange, but it works for me, she says. These are the reasons. Reason one, I get bored easily in relationships. Before I get to know a person well enough, I'm already over them. I suggest not relationships. I'm like this with everything in life. I find it hard to focus on one thing for a long period. I'm always looking for the next thrill, something new to get my blood pumping again. Dating crappy guys helps me with this since they're already not so great. I don't feel about I don't feel guilty about moving on from them as quickly as I do. Okay, so she intentionally puts herself through the heartache and the BS because she knows that she's the type of person who's not gonna stick long for long. I think that's kinda cowardly. Like, I mean, she could do whatever she wants, but I just feel like, you know, you're just going to sit there and put yourself through dating a bunch of guys that you know aren't good for you just because, you know, you want to end. If that's the case, you could just be honest with people and just tell them that you're not looking for anything serious. So, I don't know. We'll go on. I'm not judging. Two, loving a guy is too much work. She said, I know that nurturing a good relationship and loving the right person is the right way, but it's hard work, consistent work that I'm not ready for. It would be unfair to start things with a good guy and leave him out in the cold when I know that I can't and won't do what it takes to make it work. But what if you find somebody? I don't know. Three, the women the women in my life aren't the best role models. Those women I know aren't the best at selecting good men either, and I guess their bad habits rubbed off on me, clearly. The big difference is that I know exactly what I'm getting into, but I choose to carry the cross anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. I don't know. It seems like... A hard life to live. She's like, I like my men tall and emotionally unavailable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like them tall, but emotionally unavailable, I don't like them that way. But they come that way anyway. So it's like, whatever. They're all emotionally detached. She said, like, I'm emotionally unavailable. So by default, it'd be cruel for me to knowingly date someone who isn't. I guess true. I'm down for the temporary excitement, but at the at the mention of long-term commitment, I disappear. It's better for me to date men who understand this and feel the same way I do. Then she says, I don't get frustrated when they misbehave or leave. Oh boy. There are never any surprises with men I choose to date. I know they're crappy people, and I don't expect any better from them. This way, my emotions and my mental state are always protected. Nothing they do can elicit more than an indifferent sigh from me, or um, so breakups and other relationship struggles are never painful for me. Seven, why date a guy who's good for me and open myself up to being hurt? See, that's what it's really about. That's what I feel it really is about for this woman. 
I don't know so much because when I think about it, I'm like, you're giving me all these damn reasons why the hell you do this crappy stuff. The way you're justifying why you should date or why you date crappy guys, the guys that know it's bad for you, is not really selling it. It just makes it look like you're someone who doesn't love herself. Am I right, ladies? Am I the only one that's getting that vibe? Like, is this somebody who doesn't love themselves? Like, I don't hear this and, and say, yeah. You're winning the fight. No, you're not winning the fight. You're delaying down like a... What, what the hell is that? So you're just going to let them willingly lose you because, you know, you know, you seem like you've been through a lot. You might be in, into a lot of pain, but like she says, why date a guy who's good for me and open myself up to being hurt? She said, I'm not big on an emotional vulnerability, so I try to avoid situations where I have to be. I prefer not having any strong emotional connections with the men I date, which would be impossible if he was a good guy. Oh, my gosh. And I started to really care about him. That eventually led me to getting hurt, and I can't think of a good reason to take a chance on like that. Eight. I don't have to give. I don't have to give more than I'm getting. The thing about dating men who are bad for me is that I can freely reciprocate whatever energy I'm given. If he wants to be cold and aloof, he'll get cold and aloof right back. If he acts sweet and romantic, I'll act that way too. Oh boy, I don't feel obligated to do anything to keep the relationship going. Nine, I never let it go overboard. I'm not saying I date a man who hits me or is abusive in any way. Absolutely not. He's not allowed to call me or communicate me effectively. Let's take that back. He's not allowed to call me or communicate effectively, be distant, emotionally unavailable, not care so much about me, prioritize things and other people, and all these other things that wouldn't fly in a normal relationship. As long as his actions fall within the range of what I consider healthy, he can carry on as he please. Ten, and lastly, I know I deserve better. Yeah, girl, that's what I'm saying. Reading this tired-ass article, I don't know why I clicked it. I know I deserve better, but this will do for now. The wildly insightful quote from Stephen Chbosky's popular novel, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, states, we accept the love we think we deserve. That's what I'm, that's what I'm basically trying to say. If this is a self-love issue, which is why she wrote this article, she's going through something. I pray she gets better. But um, in the meantime, while she's in this dark space, this is, what, this is the love that she's willing to deserve. She said, I don't think I deserve to be loved by men who treat me badly or don't love me in any grand way. But at the same time, if you don't think you deserve to be loved by men who treat you badly or don't love you in any grand way, why do you give them your body, time, and attention? But it's exactly what works best for me. If I wanted better, I would date a better man, but I don't. Okay. So here I am, and I'm satisfied with the way things are. I wonder if there's a listener out there right now that feels that way that she do. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like everybody goes to different stages of relationships and the way they feel about things. So maybe that's just how she feels right now. Hoping that she feels a different way about it than the other time. Because she certainly deserves better. And she seems to understand that she knows she does. She seems to be a smart girl. It just seems that, um, for some reason, she's really trying to justify this thing. Which is exactly what, um, the previous article was saying. Why people try to justify it. Only I never heard it justified that way. That's the first time. So it is still an interesting read. And it's good to just know that there's some people out there who are just fine with it. I just like to I like to always get try to get both sides of views if I possibly can. So I accept her point of view, so to speak. But yeah, my opinion is though, like I said, um, you you, you got to get up out of those situations. Can nothing good come from it. The guy at that point is extremely selfish. Um, their types always get 
more from the situation than we do. Um, we only just end up coming out broken or hurt. And then if you're the type that dates people that reminds you of your ex, you're always going to constantly be in that repeated um, cycle. Um, where you're um, trying to pretty much, I don't know, do what you didn't do in the last relationship. Maybe get the guy to change. You know, you can't change the bad guy. You cannot change the bad boy. And I saw a meme a very long time ago concerning, like, the the, um, girls, like, in high school when they're younger who goes for the bad boys and they don't want the good guys. And then how they end up being, um... The girls end up growing up either, like, having... No disrespect to anybody, but, you know, just maybe having, like, one too many babies or one too many babies, or they just gain a lot of weight. And then maybe their so-called bad boy left them by now, or things have changed. But they're not as attractive as they used to be. By the time they're done with this bad boy, they, you know, they're all spent and washed up, you know? The guy took the best of their years. But then they catch up to the good guy that they that they dubbed many years ago, you know, in school or something, and then they try to get with him, and... He's looking at her like, no, and I wanted you, you know, you were at your prime. Now look at you. You know, you're all watching, but he's not interested. And, you know, she just learns a lesson that way. It was just like a meme. Memes are stupid, but they still try to at least, uh, I guess you could say, some kind of modern-day character caricatures, caricatures of things that go on or imitating life, if you will. So, I mean, it's what you want. I mean, maybe you're like this woman, though, which I hope you're not. And would just want to just tolerate this kind of abuse of it is abusive uh, relationship trying to justify it to say that this is what you want right now because you don't want something serious it'd be better to just be alone in a situation like that I think than to just keep dating people just because you have control over when you can leave or not because obviously it's like you want companionship but you don't feel like you're worthy of the real thing so like she said you know you go after the love that you feel you're worthy for or you entertain her you know the love that you feel you're worthy love these days she feels that's the love she's worthy for I feel like all of us anybody listening within the sound of my voice is just worthy of more than that you know you don't want to settle for anything like that maybe you're doing it now maybe you're young if you're young like I said you got to go through the motions just so you can have your own experiences everybody has to have their own experiences with these things but after a certain age after a certain time you know you got to put that stuff away that stuff bears no fruit ladies it ain't going anywhere the bad boys they're fun and stuff and they're cool it's not to hate them or anything like that but to sit around trying to wait for them to get it right for you, you know what I mean? Sometimes they can't even get it right for themselves, you know? And so while you're sitting there waiting, you know, it's just you're wasting your life. And men can make kids. Well, maybe you got kids, right? You don't care. Well, people like me, I don't got no kids. Men can make kids forever. And I'm, I mean, my ex about to be a powder egg powder, <laughs> you know, soon. So... Um, Don, I don't got too much time to waste on here. I'm 33. So that's seven years from 40. And to be honest with you, I'm a few months away from 34. That's about to be six years from 40. I don't really have too much time to play. It's like chess now, you know? Every move counts for me. And I'm tired. I felt like enough of these um, guys took enough of my time, you know, as I'm younger. If anything, I don't regret anything because I learned a lot along the way. What I don't want versus what I do want, what to look out for versus, you know, you know what to be aware of you know that kind of situation and like I said I gain a little bit of something for every single one of them but um if I you know if anything if I do it all over again I just would wish that they were more serious you know I mean bad but at the same time somewhat good for me even Karuchi got to move on she's dating somebody now they just hold it up with the, I think the NFL player everybody got to move on after a while and Chris what'd he do he go seated up some some Tati 
no disrespect, but you know, it's just what it was. I mean, the baby's cute and everything, but that's just how life works with sometimes with these bad boys. And um, on that note, I'm just gonna leave one out of here, but I will be back a little later to do an episode. It is so hot right now. Hopefully it cools down. It's supposed to rain and have a storm. This AC ain't really working here. So um, yeah, I'll see you all a little later. It's your host, Fire Chapel. Um, and I'll see you here at Chapel's Corner. Yeah, be good.